The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This is one of my favorite days of the year because it's all about love. Love is the best gift you can give anybody. It's the best experience the, the essence of life, really, it's all about love. And in my studio today, I have four wonderful people who epitomize love through their relationships and through their marriage and their work. And I'm going to talk about them in the second segment. But let me talk about a few things about this amazing holiday, St. Valentine's Day. It isn't just a commercial holiday where you have to go, you know, buy Valentine cards and flowers and chocolates and red cars such as Aston Martins for your beloved, which uh, was a nice gift for me. But no, it is a true holiday. It is the Feast of St. Valentine. It is, as you know, observed every February 14th each year. It really began in the church as a liturgical celebration of one or more early Christian saints named Valentinus. And the popular stories about the martyrdom stories about St. Valentine was that he was in prison for performing weddings for soldiers who were forbidden to marry, as well as uh, ministering to Christians who were persecuted under the Roman Empire. And I think that's really interesting. He was uh, martyred for that, performing weddings. And one of our guests today, Dr. Jerry Law, who was a previous guest uh, talking about addictions, one of the things he loves to do is perform weddings. In fact, he performed two weddings today. And uh, thank goodness you weren't martyred for this, Dr. Law, but we're going to talk about you later today. But I just thought it was interesting that it was for a martyr who did that. But during uh, St. Valentine's imprisonment for performing these weddings, he is said to have healed the daughter of his jailer. And legend states that before his execution, he wrote to the daughter of the jailer who he helped, and he said, from your Valentine, as a farewell to her. So since then, this holiday has been associated with romantic love in the circle of Geoffrey Chaucer in the High Middle Ages, and courtly love flourished of wooing and courtship. Do people court nowadays? I mean, I know they email each other, they go on, they pick up apps, they go online, you know, and it's all about finding your true love. Medically, love is the best thing for you. Uh, if you don't have love and your heart broken, there is a medical condition, medical uh, syndrome, disease called broken heart syndrome. It exists. If somebody is brokenhearted, they have uh, pathologic data where the artery spasms and these people have pain and they can die from a broken heart. So that is not just literature. It is true. It is a true entity. I'm always fascinated by relationships. Uh, I was fortunate a couple years ago to attend a conference on relationships and couples and I heard an expert named John, Dr. John Gottman, and he is an expert in relationships. And one of the things that Dr. John Gottman does is he can meet a couple, and I think he claims that within the first five minutes, he will know if this relationship will last. Okay? He can tell. And when he looks at counseling people, he, he's, all his years of uh, counseling and looking at couples, he has what he describes the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And what they are are those four aspects of a relationship that are red flags that your relationship is in trouble. So here, these are the four. The first one is criticism, okay, criticism, where you're attacking your partner's personality or character, usually with the intent of making someone right or someone wrong. Okay, you, they use generaliz generalizations like you always do this, you never do this, you're the type of person who, why are you so? Okay, so that's criticism, okay? That's a red flag. If you've got that in your relationship, you know, go get some help. There's something going on there. The second is contempt, where you're overtly attacking your partner's sense of self, 
with the intention of to insult them or psychologically abuse him or her. You insult them, you call them mean words, there's hostile humor, there's sarcasm or mockery. And so that's the second horseman of the apocalypse. The third is defensiveness. You see yourself as the victim. You're warding off a perceived attack. You're making excuses. It's not my fault. I didn't do this. You're complaining about somebody else. You're, you know, on and on and on. And you're whining. It's not fair. And the fourth one is stonewalling. You know, if you have a relationship where you withdraw from the relationship because you want to avoid conflict, you don't want to fight with anyone. And so partners may think they're trying to be neutral, but stonewalling conveys that you're disapproving. You're sort of that icy distance and separation. You're disconnected. And so, you're, you know, you, you say, I have couples who say, we never fight, but we never talk to each other either. And then they get separated. So but keep those in mind. If you have those, go get some help, guys, because that, that's something you look at. You know, how do you remedy those? Obviously, you find help. <clears throat> you learn how to make specific requests and complaints. When you do this, this is how I feel. You really make an attempt to communicate. You know, you speak the unarguable truth and you listen generously to your partner. Validating your partner is so important. A lot of people think, oh, we got married. Well, I married you. That's it. I mean, don't take each other for granted. You know, so there's a lot of data on that. How do you make our happy relationship? You know, through my 58 years of living and looking at different relationships and people, I remember back at the White House, one of my nurses, usually the nurses were single there, and they would come to me and they would say, how do you know if the person you're dating is the right person? And what I would tell them is, when you're with that person, you are the best you can be, okay? They bring out the best in you. You don't have to change. You don't need to change because they love you for the way you are. Uh, they take delight in the sound of your voice. They're excited by you. They're glad to see you. You know, we all know one of the things when it's not working. You know, my criteria for how you know your relationship's in trouble, let me give you one example. It's Valentine's Day. And none of the cards apply. Okay, you're the love of my life. I find you sexy. I mean, I adore you. None of them work. You know, you're like, you wish you didn't have to give a card. Or it's your anniversary. Again, none of the cards work because they're not truthful about how you feel. Uh, I find in people's relationships, usually your friends know. Uh, when you're dating somebody, I always advise people, listen to what your friends say, okay? A lot of times when somebody breaks up, the friends go to him and say, you know what, we knew he wasn't the right guy. And then you're like, well, why didn't you tell me? Well, we don't want to hurt your feelings. So, you know, listen to your friends because, you know, you chose your friends. But also listen to what your family says because your family knows you. And your family's saying, you know, we had serious you know, reservations about this person. But, you know, if you meet somebody and this person, you know, this is somebody you bring home to your mom in the case of uh, David Van Maren and, and uh, Maureen Francisco, who we're going to talk about, this is somebody you'd be proud to bring home to, that's a good sign. That's a great sign. But, you know, love, a lot of times people overuse the word, but love is a substantial thing in people's lives. It really is a life or death issue. Because, you know, you see a lot of successful people. They can be successful in the office and in the workplace and be millionaires and billionaires. And if you're not feeling loved, if you have a miserable relationship, that's it. I mean, it, it impacts the whole aspect of your life. I'm sure you've been at work and somebody is having a hard time, a difficult time in the relationship. It's hard for them to keep it out of work. They'll bring it to work. Everybody knows, you know, you're breaking up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You're having a tough time with that. So, you know, you know, I need to go write a love book, but I want to take advantage of the great guests who have joined me today to talk about their lives and their work and what they're about. I want to introduce you uh, again to Dr. Jerry Law. Jerry was our guest uh, prior to our New Year's Eve uh, show where we talked about drug addiction and alcohol. He is a board-certified interventionist as well as a certified drug, alcohol, and addictions counselor. He holds a degree in theology as well as in counseling and is a veteran of 20 years in the corporate world. Uh, he has immense talent, is a great counselor. And when I first met Jerry a couple of months ago as we were helping several patients, mutual patients, I said, Jerry, you do such a tough job intervening and, you know, working with alcoholics and drug abusers. And what do you do for fun? And Jerry says, I marry people. And that's his license plate. It's I-M-R-I-U. He performs marriage ceremonies. And he says, the thing I love is my wife, Julie, Julie Law. She creates and she helps him conduct these ceremonies. 
and they have done a fantastic job doing this. Uh, but it's also their love story because I'm, I want to share that with you today about them. So we're going to hear some about what Jerry and Julie do with love as a profession. But also, you know, you've got to know what people's love stories are. Every couple has a love story. Uh, I was very fortunate. I've only performed one wedding ceremony, and I'm not a minister. Uh, and what happened was about five years ago in my practice, I had a young doctor who joined my practice for Boston, from Boston, and he was lonely. And he said, you know, I wish I'd meet somebody. And I said, you know, the first person that comes to mind, I have a nurse in my practice. She's about the same age. She loves to ski. And I, I introduced them. I said, it's okay for me to introduce you. And they got together. They fell in love. They got married in Durango uh, last year. And I uh, was asked to perform the ceremony. I asked Dr. Jerry Law to give me some advice. And it was from the heart. And everybody was crying. It was so beautiful. And so I, I'm really blessed to have been there as part of that love story of, of how they got together. The other thing I do when I meet my patients for the first time in their couples I'm always interested how long a couple has been married, and I ask them how they met. And I look at the expressions on their face when they look at their loved ones, when they tell their love story. And, and I have couples who've been married 50 years, and if they still smile and they hold hands, it just warms your heart that love is still present in their marriage. It is, and, and one of the things I do believe about relationships, it goes through cycles. You know, it's the infatuation, it's the passionate love, and a lot of studies show the passionate love part ends about two years into this, uh, and then, you know, you go find a routine, but it, you know, it goes through its ups and downs like any relationship, uh, and I'm going to ask uh, Jerry and Julie about that as well. The other couple I asked to join me today from Seattle are my dear friends Maureen Francisco and uh, David Van Maren, and I've more, known Maureen for several years now. She's a published author with her first book out that came out last month. It's entitled, It Takes Moxie Off the Boat or Out of School and Making Your Way in America. It's a great book. Everybody get a copy. And I'm going to have them tell their story uh, in the second half of our show about how they met because they're two professional people working in the corporate dynamic entertainment world. And how do they ever meet? Uh, they've never been married before to anybody else. Uh, Maureen has been engaged uh, to two prior people. And it was out of the blue, and it's sort of an interesting story about hope and love and sort of that light bulb going off in your heart that, my goodness, this is the person I love. And this is a person that David Van Maren brought home to mom and dad that he's never brought anybody home to. And it, it just it clicked. It instantly clicked. But I have a few minutes left before we, we go to our break. But let me, let me welcome Dr. Jerry Law and Julie. Do you want to say hello to everybody, Jerry? Well, thank you, Dr. Connie. It's great to be back on the show. I feel the same way. Thank you for having us on this auspicious day, a day for romance, love, and uh, hopefully forever. I wish this were a television show because I'm looking at them, and they look like they belong together. And the, and the same for my other couple. I know that my husband and I can't be told that because my husband's six foot two and I'm little thing like this. But when I look at it, and, and Ju Julie has this beautiful sweater that has hearts all over it, love. This is her her Valentine's Day sweater. But can you tell us in about a few minutes, Jerry, tell us about the two weddings you performed today. Well, both of these weddings, Dr. Connie, were small and intimate affairs. One was in a garden setting in a kind of a public park, and the other one was in the backyard of uh, some friend's home. Um, maybe 15 guests at, at both of these weddings, and so they were not looking for a lot of pomp and circumstance. But these couples were just crazy in love with one another and in love with their families, and it was just an absolute delight to be able to be part of that uh, amazing moment in their lives. Well, I'm going to go to a break here in a minute. I want you all to stay tuned because Jerry and Julie are going to talk about love and marriage and, and how they work with couples who want to get married, but also about their love story and advice they give for those of you who are married, who want to continue to love each other and appreciate each other. And then the second half, we're going to bring our newlyweds on. It's not the newlywed game. Uh, David and Maureen uh, Van Maren, and we'll talk about their love and how they met and advice they would give to people out there who are looking for love. So stay tuned to the Dr. Connie House Call. This is our Valentine Day gift to you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to drconnyradio at gmail.com. That's drconnyradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to our special Valentine's Day show. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing here in a few minutes Dr. Jerry Law. He uh, not only does interventions, but the other thing he does that he joyfully does and performs are wedding ceremonies. He's an ordained minister for over 26 years. He's performed hundreds of weddings. In fact, he performed two today. Uh, He has a Bachelor of Arts degree in Biblical Studies and a Master's and Doctorate degrees in Christian Counseling. He's a board-certified Christian counselor. He works with couples. That's his greatest delight. Ordained in 2006, his wife, Julie Law, loves devoting her time, enthusiasm, energy, and experience to creating and officiating meaningful and memorable ceremonies. Uh, writing romantic, personal, and imaginative weddings that all allow couples to express their love for each other. I mean, what a great life. She is the owner and administrator of their company. It's called From This Day Forward. So if you're looking to get married, you want somebody to help you uh, write the uh, script for your wedding, to perform it, for them to marry you, please Google From This Day Forward, and we'll have the link on our website. It's from this day forward, or you can email Jerry, J E R R Y, at from this day forward.com. So, welcome, Dr. Law, Jerry, and Julie. Julie, you know, you write these beautiful ceremonies. How do you, how do, you do this? What, how do you come up with the words? Well, it's a process. Uh, we start by meeting with a couple, getting to know them as well as we can over an hour to two hours. Um, if we all feel like we're a good fit, because it's a very important initial first meeting that we get the chance to know one another, uh, we are all in part of a contract. We sign a contract, all four of us, because we are committed to them as they are committed to us. And then the fun begins, because we send them uh, what we call wedding homework. And wedding homework consists of about 25 pages of very in-depth questions. Some of them are, are easy-peasy. What's the date when you met? What were your first impressions? It moves forward throughout their history to what they find about one another that is of value, that is different, <clears throat> that causes them to believe to the depth of their soul that they have selected the right person. And then we move on to how do you really want your wedding to look? What do you want your friends and family to see about your love? And from those responses, it's my job to weave them together into a ceremony that gives Jerry the opportunity to elevate their love in front of friends and family and share that moment. What has surprised you about your business? Well, just about everything. It was a business that was conceived on the way to church one day when we came to the recollection that there are a lot of people who profess a faith, but they are not plugged into a church of their own. Mm -hmm. Those couples, we believe, deserve a wedding ceremony that speaks directly of their story, that expresses their love for one another, that is something meaningful more than a justice of the peace. But where do they go? They want to be married by Oak Creek, or they want to be married at a resort. So we decided to form a semi-ministry-slash-business in 
which couples can come to us and say, we want something different. We want something about ourselves. And the surprising thing was is we made it up sort of as we went along, and it turned out to be quite um, quite happy, a happy experience. Every time we would get um, an email early on, we'd jump up and down and just go like crazy. <gasps> Somebody wants to hire us. <laughs> and great? <laughs> I, can, I can remember our very first wedding, which happened to be held at the Phoenix Zoo, and that was an exotic location and fun. And then met a wonderful couple from Nigeria who were bringing all of their family over to be married. Uh, and that was another just a real kick in the pants. And, and it's been just growing and changing and being, we pinch ourselves, say, how did we get this gig? Now, do you ever counsel them, Jerry? Do you do any marital counseling? I, I do them? offer that. I'm not a, in a pastoral role. Right. And so it's certainly nothing I would require. But I do offer premarital counseling. And for the couples who take advantage of it, um, we have a great time. You know, I'm an advocate that premarital counseling ought to be upbeat and positive yeah. and enjoyable. Yeah. It's not Freudian psychoanalysis. Right. It's, it's talking about the realities of life together. And we have wonderful time in those sessions. Do your couples ever go back to you or keep in touch with you after they've married? Do you know how successful all, marriages have been? All the time. I think we have an amazing track record. Um, a number of the families that we come to love, because we do really fall in love with not only the bride and groom, but sometimes mom, dad, brother, sister. Family. And yes, mm-hmm. it's, all ab- it's all about you know commemorating, creating this niche in time for this special ritual for them. So we hear from a lot of couples afterwards, and Jerry sometimes performs baby dedications, and oh, we, get, we get Christmas cards galore from these people who say, guess how we're doing, and they're proud of their love, and we're proud of them. What a joyful job. Can you share with us, do you mind sharing with us how long you've been married? How did you meet? Absolutely. I met this amazing woman in the eighth grade. We were, uh, <laughs> my family had just moved to Arizona, and um, I befriended a, a fellow in, in, in the eighth grade, my, my best friend. Well, it turned out to be Julie was his girlfriend. Oh. And so Julie and I were in competition because we're both wanting to spend time with, with this guy. So we weren't fans of one another. Not at all. But uh, two years later, as sophomores in high school, we fell madly in love and just had a flame flame for one another that was really intense. I asked her to marry me. Not then. Eighth I said grade? When, yeah, no, sophomores so- in high school. Okay. okay. I said, when we graduate from college, wow. will you marry me? So my first proposal to her was in 1972. May 8th. May 8th. But then I, uh, I broke up with her. My fault. He dumped my me. My fault. I dumped her. And then we tried to get together briefly uh, in college and dated just briefly, but the timing wasn't right. We went our separate ways and um, in our in our 30s, we had both been married and were, were divorced and in our 30s got back together. And, um, you know, the, the fire was still there. Well, really, it had never left. Um, and so this June, we will celebrate our 22nd wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. What got you back together? I mean, you were both married to other people for how many years were you married first time? Uh, Twelve. And then how, many, how about you, Julie? I was married... It's sort of like it's a different life. Um, I was married twice before I, I married Jerry and trying to make it work and make mm-hmm. it fit. Um, I was married the first time for six years and the second time for two. And how did you know, how did you get back together? I hunted her down. You stalked her? Absolutely. Well, actually, sure. her grandparents, who I knew from high school, lived in the neighborhood where I lived. And, and I would periodically bump into them grocery store or, or whatever. And so I had um, always asked, how's Julie? What's she up to? Um, but after my divorce, um, I went to her grandparents' home. And you were looking, did you know, Julie, he was looking no. for you? Did no, you think I, no about idea. him? Did, did I you, think about him? Did you think? Oh, yes. I, I saved everything that he gave me back when we were dating in high school. Um, in fact, one of our favorite stories is for, we were dating as in our 30s and we had kind of working our way towards getting to know and trust each other again. And for his birthday, I got the ring that he gave me when I was 15 years old, and I wore it on my finger as a, as a, a signal, I guess, that this is a person oh, who I meant a lot. Yeah, we oh, were sitting yeah. in an Italian restaurant. He looked over, and he saw the fin- the, my ring. I had no idea that finger. she still owned she that ring. She kept the ring yeah, after and it was all those years. Mm-hmm. not a really pretty ring either. It was sort of like <laughs> well, he upgraded it's all I could afford yeah. when I was 16. <laughs> yeah, upgraded. But did it, you knew when you saw each other again after all those years. Did you know? Oh, looking, absolutely. You just knew. How absolutely. soon after you got together did you marry? A year. A, a, right yeah. away. Right yeah. away. Mm-hmm. So what makes your marriage successful now? 
you answer that. Well, that's one of the keys. <laughs> he allows his wife to answer he that. He defers to the smart lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we, first of all, have a, a real appreciation for what it is to be given the miracle of a second chance. Mm-hmm. I think that we respect each other tremendously. We have a, a deep friendship that takes precedence over everything else. We keep the marriage alive through prioritizing. I'm extremely proud of this man, and he is my confidant and soulmate. He's the one I want to laugh with forever, and he just sets my heart on fire. They're holding hands. I wish we were on television. As I watch you, you know, I in the sense that you respect each other, you admire each other, your partners. The other thing is laughter is important. You laugh oh, you with each other, not at each other. Well, sometimes. Um, <laughs> do you ever fight? Do you guys fight? I don't know that we fight. We certainly take different sides on some topics, but very seldom has it ever reached a level that I would call a fight. How do you resolve it when you have an argument? We we take the time to work it through. Mm -hmm. We take the time, if if necessary, schedule it Mm -hmm. so that we can sit down and truly communicate, not just talk at each other, but we, we use some skills that we've been trained in using in how to communicate, how to understand truly what the other person is saying um, and what they're feeling. We, we work at it. I think it's important also that we don't let anything elevate. When something is irritating uh, me or something that's more like irritating than fighting, I think I say, hun, you know, we need to talk about that again. Yeah. You don't ignore it until it builds and builds and builds and explodes. Nothing, you, you nothing handle explodes. It. No. You handle Absolutely. it way well. So if you were counseling married couples out there who are having some problems, you know, maybe married, usually seven years, and then around seven years people... I see quite a few couples that... They right say around, around that seven point. years, they start having... What would you recommend? Well, at that point, it's, you know, it's, it's not possible to say do-over, but it is possible to begin to teach them and train them in some very effective tools, primarily for communication helping them to learn that just rehashing the same old stories isn't going to resolve anything. It is now time to deal with these issues by learning skills and tools, uh, primarily for communication. You know, the root word of communication is commune, mm-hmm. and it is about truly communing with one another mm-hmm. rather than just talking or trying to have the better argument. Mm-hmm. And not me- reading somebody's mind. You know, it's oh, really absolutely. the essence is communication with that. What do you see in the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? I mean, go happily old together? Well, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to all kinds of adventures, and I think that's part of the journey is to say, we don't know what's life is going to throw, but we're ready to face it, and we're looking forward to whatever uh, hand in hand. And we have. We have faced uh, a number of challenges in our relationship, death of family members and mm-hmm. You know, life is life. Raising children. Um, and raising children. Do you have and children together? No, we have three children, but none together. But they were all with us as as young children when we got married. The so blended you, family. So yeah, the, you you grew up, you grew them together in your whole unit as a family. Mm-hmm. But what do you appreciate the most in in Julie? Jerry? Uh, the fact that she will stick with me through thick and thin, and I have put her through some thick. <laughs> and she has stayed with me every step of the way and, and is my greatest fan. Yeah, and uh, that's I, it. I, you know, I'm greatest a words fan. of affirmation guy, and she provides that for me. You know, there's a book called, uh, Gary Chapman's book, mm-hmm. The Five it's Languages of Love, and I encourage you all to get The Five Languages of Love. I wish we were interviewing him as well, but it's a great book because it talks about the language of love and uh, affirmation. All the I can't name all the five languages right now, but they apply to how people listen and feel and experience love. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to talk more about love in the Dr. Connie uh, house calls all about Valentine's Day. And we've got Maureen Francisco and David Van Maren to talk about the love story. And then stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Our nation's educational system is undergoing constant change as technology and society are redefining the system as we have known it. On Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton, we provide parents with the resources they need to understand and become a part of the educational experience for their children. Through engaging guests, news, interactive discussions, and innovative ideas, it's everything that parents should know about school. Tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time for Chalk Talk on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. This has got to be the happiest show. I mean, everyone's holding hands. They're kissing. This is just so wonderful. I just love it. It makes me happy. Maureen Francisco has been a guest on my previous show last month when her book, It Takes Moxie, was published. And I, I, I want everyone to go get her book. It's a great story of immigrants making their way in America. It's a story of her life and how she succeeded. And she has an incredible life. She started with hardship in the Philippines, came to the United States, and through her moxie and her hard work and her honesty and her savviness, she has been very successful in life. She is the co-owner of NW Productions. It's a media and production company. She's working on her first screenplay. She's also the co-president of the Seattle Ascend chapter, which is a nonprofit organization that nurtures today's Pan-Asian leaders. And I was very fortunate to have gone out to Seattle to promote her book. A month ago, they are the most inspiring entrepreneurs. They have the essence of the American story of making it in this America. There's no such thing as welfare for them. They work hard. It's all about the opportunity to succeed, give them a chance. I just am so inspired by immigrants who come and make it in this country. They come not for a handout, but a hand up, and I love that. But Maureen's story that I also love is that she married in November to David Van Maren, and David uh, lives in the Pacific Northwest. He is, can I tell everybody, uh, he does beauty pageants. He's a producer. He's in the entertainment agency. He used to be an agent for some models. I mean, um, Maureen, say hello, but tell us how you guys met. Hi, everyone. So David and I actually met on May 11th, 2011, when I was looking to interview immigrants for my book. And one of his former pageant contestants said, you've got to interview my state director. He's an immigrant. He's phenomenal. So when somebody tells me that, I needed to meet this guy. So um, we met for breakfast. And when we were talking, I thought immediately he had a girlfriend. I mean, he was just a great catch. And the things that he was telling me, that you have to be really careful about how you react so that way you're not reacting based on feelings but you've taken some time to think about what you're going to say. And those things really resonated well in my mind. So we reconnected again more, I would say, eight, nine months later. Um, I asked him to be a speaker for Ascend, and um, he came out. Um, but he, it's so funny, he didn't know this, but there were people taking random pictures, and he looked really bored. And I felt so <laughs> bad. So I asked him, hey... Um, why don't I take you out to dinner to make up? And this was my opportunity to get to know him a little bit better. So we had dinner on March 23rd, 2012, and the rest is history. Well, but, you know, you had sort of a warning, didn't you? I mean, Maureen came out here January of last year. She came to visit me, and I talked about an astrologer, Marianne Dennison, in town. And I was so excited because some of the things Marianne predicted, and I said, if you give Marianne Dennison here in Old Town... Your name, uh, your date, time, place of birth. She'll do your chart. And when she did yours, 
Do you mind sharing everybody yes. what she saw? So when we reconnected, um, Dr. Connie Mariano uh, came to Seattle to receive an award. And I remember when I picked you up at the airport, you told me, hey, how's your love life? And I said, oh, not going as the way that I planned. And, he, and she said, you need to meet my astrologer. So I flew all the way from Seattle to um, Arizona to meet this astrologer. And she gave me some initials to think about. She said... Um, you're going to meet somebody this year, and you are going to marry this person, and his initials is something to do with T.D., but I'm not sure if that's his name or the company that he works with. So I'm going about with life, and I'm thinking, gosh, is it Tebow? Is it? I mean, I was looking <laughs> through my Facebook. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was really serious trying to find who is this person, and one of the things that the astrologer said was he's – He's a foreigner. And my mom thought, oh, he must be Russian. So my mom started to <laughs> look out for any Russian guys. And, and I'm thinking, I don't know why my mom came up with, with a Russian person. Well, anyways, when we had dinner on March 23, things started to click for me. And you didn't really know all the story about me meeting an astrologer. And when he told me he works with a Donald Trump organization. DT. Yeah, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, this is it. And he's a foreigner. He was born in um, Korea at an orphanage. And, uh, and his story was just absolutely amazing. And there's one other date that um, Marianne had told me to look out for. And it did happen on that day. So things were happening like just the way that she envisioned it. David, did you know any of this? or were, I mean, when you first met Maureen, what came through your mind? What were you thinking? Oh, I thought she was just a, a nice young woman and uh, going after her dreams, and that was it, and, <laughs> in all honesty. You know, and then I flew out to Seattle. We, there was an event I flew out to, and you said, you have to meet him. I said, what do you mean? She goes, you have to meet him. That's sort of the meet your girlfriend test. Yes. Because I think you did that. You had everybody meet him, and, you know, uh, it's important your girlfriends meet him because they want to know who to kill if he ever hurt you. Exactly. So, I mean, you, so you, I met him, and we had breakfast, and I kept looking at him, and the way he looks at you, and this is one of the tests. How do you know this is the right person? Look at the way he looks at you. Adoringly, respectful, he cher- – I mean, he's just – oh, my God. It's, it's obvious. But when can you – I mean, when did it hit you that this is the girl? This is the woman? It was the night that we had dinner on March 23rd of 2012. And about halfway through the dinner, I just thought, wow, she is so open there's nothing that she hides. She's genuine. She's telling me all about her past, her um, everything from her problems in life to her dreams in life. Mm-hmm. And she just laid it out on the table, and I just thought, wow, what a quality young woman. Did you know women? I mean, you're in the beauty pageant industry. You see a lot of women. I mean, but none of them interested you. I see a lot of women, uh, and I'm around a lot of people in entertainment, and what I find is that there's a lot of people that um, – I think are looking for that quote-unquote celebrity mm-hmm. because oftentimes people don't feel celebrated at home, mm-hmm. right? And here, this young woman, um, I could tell she was celebrating her life. She was celebrating the things that she was doing and the things that she was going after. And I just thought, wow, I could see myself a part of this. Now let's just see if she's got interest in me. <laughs> so I couldn't tell if he was interested in me or if it was strictly professional. So because every time when we would meet, it would be to meet at a place and we would always leave. He would go home and I would go home and I was like, okay, th- this is great. And then <laughs> You were courting each other like the old days. <laughs> but I had no idea because he never made a move or asked for an invitation. He was always respectful. very respectful. And finally, I wanted to make sure that I told myself, okay, is he just going to be a friend or is there going to be more? So I actually emailed him and I said, hey, are you flirting with me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> he then emails me a novel, like paragraphs, and I couldn't figure out, wait a minute, is he flirting yes or no? I wanted a yes or no answer. And instead, he wrote me this script, and finally, he had to pick up the phone because I I thought, wait a minute, am I misunderstanding this? Maybe he just wants us to be professional. Mm-hmm. So I started to, to um, answer his email, Mr. Van Maren, because I thought I was out of line. <laughs> and when he realized, wait a minute, she's 
addressing me at Mr. Van Meeren. I need to stop this yes. right now. I want to know you more than that. <laughs> yes. But what led, now, how did he propose? How did that happen? So he didn't propose until three weeks before we got married. Wow, this is a quick marriage. Yes. So I knew he was going to um, marry me because uh, sometime in June he asked my mother, hey, I'm going to marry your daughter um, sometime, but I just want you to know if, if I can have your blessing. And, of course, my mother fell in love with him immediately. And this whole time, I started to plan this wedding. And I remember my boss, um, Maureen Esakugo, who, uh, who's probably l- listening right now, she was telling me at the kitchen, hey, has he proposed yet? And I said, no, not yet. She goes, do not plan the wedding. Don't do that. Okay? <laughs> your girlfriend you're, advice. Yeah, she Don't goes, do it yet. She, she said, you're going to scare the guy, okay? Don't talk about it at work. Don't tell everybody that you're planning this wedding and, and what you're doing until he proposes. But I knew he was going to, and we're so busy that I decided, you know what, this is the only time I have, so I'm going to just start planning, and hopefully he will propose. And he waited at the very last minute. It was October 18th, and I didn't really realize that he proposed because he just gives me a hug, and he goes, will you marry me? And I'm thinking, of course I will. And then he hands me a box and walks away. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And And that's David. (laughs) Yes. So I open this box, and then there's a jewelry box. I open the jewelry box, and I put the ring on myself, and I'm, like, crying, going, oh, my gosh. He finally proposed to me, and he's off working in front of the computer because he needed to make sure the pageant was all set. You were doing a beauty pageant. Yes, this was for the Miss Washington USA, Miss Washington Teen USA, and he had a lot of deadlines that he had to hit. But you're happy about that. You weren't mad about that. No, because I was in shock because I was like, finally, because everybody was telling me, Maureen, do not talk about this wedding until he proposes, and I was so glad you finally did propose. And then he helped you find your wedding dress? Yes. So, yes my, to the dress. Yes. So my mom and I and, and my girlfriend Marie, they all went with me. And when you have so many different women's opinion, it gets kind of overwhelming. David's decisive. Yes. And but we, you have to cry at the dress. That's part of the the rules. Yes. If it's the dress, everybody's crying. Well, they they were giving me all these different <laughs> ideas, and it was just so overwhelming. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so tiring. And we spent the whole weekend looking for a dress. And when I told David the price tag, he goes, no. He goes, $2,000, no, for one time, I will find you a dress. And that's what's great about David is uh, he went with me to David's bridal. We found a dress. The first Beautiful. one I tried on, he goes, that's it. It fits your body, and it fits your your petite frame. He goes, and then he said, okay, let me check how much it is. And then he <laughs> saw it. He goes, that's perfect. We're getting it. No I, more. I am an overly romantic guy. Yes. <laughs> overly romantic. And you, you had a game to catch, so right? You wanted to watch a game. Who, which game? Uh, the sports guys want to know. What game? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's, it is in the Pac-12, so that's, okay. a, that, that's a good thing. <laughs> You're a real guy. Come on. Yeah, we're getting married. There we go. But you know what's adorable? You can do that. She loves you for that. Yeah. You know, she's not giving you grief. No. You know what? I love listening to your stories because you're both so connected to your iPhones and Internet. And, and then you tell me, like, you'll go home. You finally moved in together. And you're both on your computers together. I mean, you're just your friends joke about it. You're like constantly, have you guys even been on a honeymoon yet? Not yet. We haven't had time yet. We're hoping... In December, so a year later. (laughs) Well, because, you know, her book came out in in January, so you're all working, get the book plugged and traveling, and then you've got your beauty pageant. So you have to, like, you guys are supposed to have twins. I mean, that's what the astrologer said. How's that ever going to happen? Well, I know David definitely wants children, and I was vying for for girls, but uh, (laughs) he really wants um, boys. Because he's the last one to carry the last name. You may have one of each. Look at this. We could have one of each. You have one of each. Come on, one of each with that. But, you know, when you look at people, you know, you can tell. You can tell the way they smile. They enjoy each other. Um, You know, you just can see in their eyes and the energy that you guys have tremendous energy. You're just so happy. I mean, Maureen's a beautiful woman. She's got more beautiful uh, having been with you. And you can see it. Well, thank you. And I I think one of the most important things is that, uh, that... Love, man, it's a decision too. It's not just a, it's not just a feeling. It's a, it's a conscious decision, as to go after that love, right? And and then how to be selfless, 
And I think that's probably the biggest challenge for humans, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, is just to be able to, to, to decide and say, okay, there is absolutely no going back, even when there's not the fun times and even when you have to have serious discussions and things like that. Man, it's a decision. But once you make that decision, wow, it can be a powerful relationship. Stay tuned. We've got more, everybody. Stay tuned to the Love Channel. <laughs> Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Our nation's educational system is undergoing constant change as technology and society are redefining the system as we have known it. On Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton, we provide parents with the resources they need to understand and become a part of the educational experience for their children. Through engaging guests, news, interactive discussions, and innovative ideas, it's everything that parents should know about school. Tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time for Chalk Talk on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to our Valentine's Day show. We're talking to Maureen Francisco and David Van Maren, who just got married a few months ago. This is the first marriage between the two of these professionals, and they found each other doing the things they love to do. And David works in the beauty industry. He works in the entertainment industry. And, you know, you look around you and you see all these young people, you know, in their 20s and 30s, trying to find somebody, trying to find their partner in life, someone to marry. How do you, David, what advice do you give a young person now, like, looking for somebody? Well... Being that they're young still, um, I think a lot of times young people are looking for things based on just how they feel. And if we can let them know, life is not about just how you feel at the moment because lots of things can come into your life and your feelings go up and down and up and down. Feelings go and come. And so um, you are what you decide in life, not just based on how you feel. You decide what's in li- what happens in life. And so... When you start deciding in life and going after your dreams um, and then learning how to be love instead of looking for love. Mm -hmm. If you start to learn how to be loving and how to be a blessing, then it comes right back at you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to go out there and do crazy things uh, so that you're hoping to attract certain types of people. You don't have to do crazy things to to become a celebrity. You don't have to go out and do crazy things to be noticed or or have significance because you already carry significance. Mm -hmm. And so lots of young people just have to realize and understand that you do carry great value. You are treasure, you are riches. You are wealth. You carry incredible things. And whether you know this or not, you are already a hero to somebody. And so, um, you know, you've got to realize just how great you are. And then be loving, be a blessing, um, do things for other people on a regular basis. And, man, it's amazing how it just starts coming back on you. You know, I observe, I love looking at human behavior. And one of the observations I make about couples and, you know, you know, Mars, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, whatever. But one of the things I observed is men want to be needed 
women need to be wanted Mm -hmm. in the sense that the best thing you can tell your husband, your spouse, your boyfriend is you are my hero. You know, you rescue me. You're wonderful. It's a knight in shining armor. And then women want to be cherished. You want to be, you are so special to me. You're my queen, my princess. I'm going to make you feel special because you know, if you treat each other with the respect we talk about, with the laughter, you know, love is so many things of that. But it's what, you know, you've got to love yourself, as you say, before you can love somebody else. I tell people who are looking for somebody, I said, you know, you know what you don't want. You've had bad relationships or things didn't work out. What do you really want? What are you looking for? And don't compromise. And one of the things I tell women is do your list of the qualities of your perfect mate. I, I tell some of my patients this, and I have three patients who've met somebody as a result, and they just sit down. And they write the qualities. This is what I. This is what I'm looking for. And you focus on those qualities, and you're more in tune. You see it more. That wow, that person has a sense of humor. I really like that. Or that sense of calm and the kindness. It's not the superficial things. Although you got to have that. You got to have the electricity. You got to have the passion that goes with it. Um, but you know, when I look at Jerry and 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 Julie with your years of marriage, what do you advise young people looking for somebody? Well, very similar to what you have been saying, Dr. Connie, as well as what David had to say, in that it isn't just about feelings. Um, Feelings are wonderful, but feelings are fickle. Mm -hmm. It is um, similar to to what you said, Dr. Connie, about creating a list. These are the qualities of the person that I would really like to be with. Mm -hmm. Now, where are you most likely going to find that individual? Mm And if you'll sit down and think it, think it through, and I would also say pray about it. Mm-hmm. Invite God's help in, in sorting through that as well. Where are you going to find that person? If it's not at the bar, don't go hang out at the bar because the person you're going to find there probably isn't going to meet the, the qualities that you're looking for unless that's the qualities you're looking for. Yeah. But where will you find that person, that man, that woman, that meets that criteria, and you'll find them. Yeah. Do the things you love in your life. Carry out your life. If you're looking for somebody, do your life. Carry your life through. Be focused on those things that you appreciate. Be open to love. I mean, Maureen didn't know it would be somebody, you know, your mom thought it was somebody Russian. You didn't think it was somebody, he's Korean, Korean-American. You're Filipino, you know, and... Be open to love from coming from all away, you know, places. I love, the, again, the book, uh, Gary Chapman's Five Languages of Love. You know, if the, there's a person out there who is your partner, because I tell people who are in late 50s, you know, you're never too old to live happily ever after. Uh, you know, if you can find somebody in your 70s or 80s, you know, your partner, someone you enjoy spending time with. It's all about enjoying that person, spending time, and really sharing your life with them. And they are your blessing in this life. Love is a tremendous gift from God, and if you can find the right person to share this with you, and you pray. I pray a lot. Show me the right person. Make it so obvious this is a person for me. Then your life would be incredibly blessed. And look how productive your lives have been in the things you've, your organizations, your company, the people you've touched. Many people have benefited from your union. So with that, everybody, happy Valentine's Day. May you be blessed with someone you love and to share life with. May you go forth and enjoy and be grateful for love. God bless you all, and stay tuned to The Dr. Connie Show. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.